0: My name is Roy Biancolana, I am your host, and man, oh man, what a week it has been. So, unless you've been living under a rock, you are familiar with the Will Smith slap that has been heard around the world. The incident between Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars. Now, I don't know how you feel about this whole thing. My guess is by now you're sort of sick of hearing about it because everybody's been talking about it, every TV show, every news program, all over social media, and you just kind of feel like, can we just move on? And and so I want to say from the outset that my comments here and, and kind of what I want to talk with you about today, um, I, I want to take what what i think is a, a, i want to go in a direction that i think not many people are going in and it's a direction that i think is most beneficial and that is i want to talk about what we can learn from will smith i really i really want to turn the mirror on ourselves i don't want to talk that much about will smith and chris rock you know, and all of that and what this says about our society and uh, people have done that and that's fine. I, I want to talk about us. I want to talk about the fact that I am Will Smith and so are you. I want to talk about how we all get triggered to one degree or another and yes, of course, you probably have never slapped someone. You've never probably engaged in road rage where you slammed your car into someone else for cutting you off or flipping you off or something like that. Okay, so I to- I totally understand that most people have never gone to the dramatic lengths that Will Smith did. But I maintain that we're, we've all been triggered and we get triggered all the time. And it's really important that we at least learn the tools and and, and we have the ability to handle our triggers when they happen if we want to. One of the things you're going to recognize if you haven't already is sometimes when you're triggered – you might even know that you're triggered but you don't care. You're you're still going to lash out. You're going to retaliate. You're going to do something maybe physically but maybe verbally or emotionally. You know, sometimes you know you're triggered and you don't care. You 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 feel so right about the way you feel that you're going to take some sort of action. You're you're going to get back at them. You're you're going to do something. Okay, fine. But at least what I want to do here in this conversation is I want to equip you with some tools on what to do when you're triggered if you actually don't want to make a fool out of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to make it worse, if you don't want to create more drama and then have to apologize or suffer some sort of consequences, because a lot of times that's what happens. When our buttons get pushed and we don't know how to deal with that stirred up energy and emotion in us, we make it worse almost all the time and we end up regretting it. And we have to try to repair a relationship or get our job back or, you know, something like that. So that's my purpose here is, is I want to learn from this and I don't want to talk that much about Will and Chris and, you know, um, that kind of stuff. Now, at the beginning here, I should define what I mean by triggered because I think the word triggered is kind of a a very strong, powerful word. And I think some people think that it it refers to just those massively big responses and reactions that we have when we're over the top angry and we're seeing red. And, you know, it it, it refers to those, those big reactionary moments. I'm not referring to it that way. I use the term triggered, even though it's kind of a big, powerful word, to refer to to any level of reactivity, really. I, if you're defensive, in my mind, you're triggered. If you're taking something personal, you're triggered, right? It, it, if you're argumentative, snarky, sarcastic, um, if, if you're judgmental if if you're simply feeling that stirring up in your in your gut that wanting to either fight or flight right the, the fight or flight response is being triggered and it sort of depends on your personality type As to whether you, when you're triggered, you are a fighter like Will Smith, right? When he got triggered, he got physical and aggressive. A lot of other people, when they get triggered, they don't get physical and aggressive. They get passive and withdrawn and they run away and they hide. But they're still triggered the same way. Now, I would agree that there's less damage done if you are a passive trigger person, where you shut down, you walk away, you close down, you you can't handle it, you you disappear energetically, uh, you know, or physically. That that causes less damage because you're not hitting someone, you're not breaking things, you're not smashing into someone with your car, right? So, but whether you are passive or aggressive, when you are scared, when you are feeling threatened. Because that's really what it means when you're triggered. That the ego, the, the sense of self, is feeling threatened. And it's feeling attacked, or it's feeling trapped, or it's feeling diminished, or it's feeling um, dismissed. Right? There's, there's a sense of threat. It's like the ego feels like my survival is at stake. And I have to fight to maintain my reputation or my image. And, you know, you will not get away with talking to me that way. Because the way you're talking to me diminishes me. And so, no, that can't happen. And so it's this sense of threat. The sense of reactivity is what we're talking about. And again, depending on your personality, when that happens in you, You either become aggressive. That's more of my style. I have a tendency to be aggressive or like my wife, when she gets triggered, she will shut down and she will be passive. She will clam up. She will disappear. She's a person who flees in the face of a trigger rather than fights in the face of a trigger. But I'm just maintaining in either case, you're triggered. Okay, so that's how I'm using the word. Now, I also should mention a caveat here and say, okay, this is the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. Um, This is all about single people learning how to mindfully and consciously attract their life partner. So, Roy, why are you even talking about this? Well, as you know, being triggered is one of the things that sabotages us in relationships, right? Right the ability to know what to do when some old emotional pain gets stirred up or when you feel that sense of being threatened and you're taking something personal, those things are what destroy relationships, whether they're dating relationships or otherwise. So really, this having the skill to deal with when you are triggered is essential to anyone's love life or anyone's life in general. And because here's the thing, you will be triggered and you will be triggered often in this life. Unless you're a person that has no ego, right? You've, you've done the spiritual work and you're like Eckhart Tolle uh, or someone like that, that I, I doubt Eckhart gets triggered very much anymore because I don't think he sees himself as a separate self and there's nothing to defend right there. They're, they're, but you and I aren't like that. We're like normal human beings. <laughs> okay. So we are going to get triggered. And again, I admit sometimes it will be way more intense than other times, but I think being ready to be able to handle those moments when Someone criticizes us or someone rejects us or breaks up with us or makes fun of us or doesn't give us the credit that we think we deserve, doesn't notice us, doesn't appreciate us, right? You're just going to get triggered. If you haven't noticed, I'll bet you 10 times a day you're triggered, if not more. But most of the time, they're sort of subtle triggers, Right? They're, they're not the kind where you want to slap somebody in the face. They're not that intense, but they're happening all the time if you pay close attention. Okay, So I think it's just important that we, we be prepared for, for, for the inevitable, All right, especially if we want to have relationships that work out. Now, I want to give a couple more caveats before I really get into the deep end of what I want to talk about here. And that is everything that I'm about to say, um, I am not judging or condemning Will Smith. As I've been saying, I am Will Smith. Okay, Really, um, you are Will Smith. You just might be reactive and you might act out your trigger in a less spectacular and physical way. But I am Will Smith. In fact, let me just tell you a story, just so you know that I am not coming at this as some holier-than-thou person that, you know, I, I, I don't live on the, the plane of most humans. Like, I'm above everybody. Oh, God, no, man. I am Will Smith. And that's, that's why I can't point a finger at him. Because I can tell you the time that now, maybe it's 15 years ago, perhaps, um, when my son was 14... Um, I was probably, I don't know, 46, 47 in there somewhere. Um, he was playing soccer and it was against one of their arch rival teams. And I believe the score was one, one. And there was like a minute left in the game. Okay. My son was a defender and the ball is right in the box. It's right in front of my son's goal. And it's a melee in the last minute of the game. Cause it's one, one. Okay. And, you know everybody's in there and they're scrapping and stuff and then and then there's a, a a foul or something happened where where the play was stopped and and the players started to skirmish with each other they start there was pushing and shoving it, you know it wasn't a, a punches throwing fight but there was a skirmish that really broke out and the referees you know were running onto the field to kind of break it up a little bit you know, and, and as it was being broken up, it was kind of calming down and they were getting reset to put the ball back in play. One of the kids from the other team ran like full speed right into the back of one of my son's teammates, like a football running back, just plowed into him, just knocked him flying from behind blindsided. My son was not involved and i'm standing there and i saw that from the sideline and i i completely lost it i completely got triggered and reactive and at the time i didn't i didn't have the self-awareness i do now i didn't have the tools that i do now perhaps even back then if i did i might have said fuck it but i ran onto the field the only adult that was not a referee, I sprinted 40 yards onto the field and I got in the face of that 14-year-old boy who had just knocked over the other kid. I'm in his face like a like a baseball manager with an umpire and I am challenging him to a fist fight. I think I said something like, you know, you, you want to be big and tough? Well, why don't you fucking... Fight me, you little piece of shit, is what I said. <laughs> okay, oh my God, <laughs> okay? I'm a grown man and I'm challenging a 14-year-old boy to a fist fight in the middle of a soccer field, okay? I was triggered and I well, I got kicked out and I was not allowed to watch the next four games, and rightly so, if I would have hit that kid, I'd have been in jail, and rightly so. So, I'm just giving, that's one example from my life where I I am Will Smith. I mean, literally. I mean, I didn't hit him. I guess you could say that. But on even smaller occasions, we can all point to when we lost it. And we just ripped somebody a new one. And we took out our pain on someone else. And we, you know, we were criticized or we were rejected and then we gave somebody a piece of our mind and we ripped somebody a new one, right? So that's the first thing. I'm not judging and condemning Will Smith here, okay? But I'm also not cond- uh, condoning what he did. Absolutely not, okay? Um, no, he just lost it. He either didn't have the tools to deal with the anger and the pain that was coming up in him, the the triggering mechanism. He didn't have the tools to deal with that or he he did have the tools and said, fuck it, I'm not going to use them. I'm going to go, you know, act out my rage here and go slap him in the face, okay? So I'm not condemning him. I'm not condoning him. I'm just saying Will Smith can be our teacher, all right? Now, for the rest of the talk, I, I, I want to talk about what we can learn from Will Smith, and, and we, we, we need to dive in to try to understand as best we can what was going on inside of him at that moment, because that's how we can begin to relate. If we understand what was happening in him, we can see ourselves in the same experience and perhaps learn a different way to respond, okay? Okay. But this gets in very dangerous territory when we start to try to figure out what's going on inside of Will Smith, because that's not fair. I don't know Will Smith. I don't know Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't know Chris Rock. I've admired all of their work. I mean, I, I love Chris Rock. I, I I love a bunch of Will Smith's movies. I loved Jada Pinkett Smith. Smith in the movie collateral right so I, I don't I don't know these people and I respect them and love what they do but but I have three theories of what's going on and I'm not the only ones that have come up with this okay um, although I'm gonna the, the one I think that is true I'm gonna take in a direction I don't think many people are talking about but here's the story that I make up that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have an open relationship. Okay. Um, They've talked very publicly about Jada being with other men. I I don't know what Will does uh, on his open side. Um, I hear rumors of things and whatever, but they've really spoken openly to each other on Facebook, been interviewed talking about all this stuff. So, part of me wonders is will completely comfortable with their arrangement maybe he wants to be but maybe deep down he's not and so he was just ready to blow he was like a, a volcano the pressure was built and it, it and it all it took was chris rock saying something and he blew up because will will smith has taken a bunch of crap and a bunch of trolling by people that he's, quote, letting his wife run around on him. So he's been made fun of um, ruthlessly. And people have attacked him through social media uh, and comments, you know, just in a brutal way. And maybe one more joke, even though it wasn't really directed at their love lives, per se but maybe one more joke and 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 will just lost it it was just the camp the, the straw that broke the camel's back okay that's possible although i don't think it's likely um the other the other thing that it might be is that chris rock and the smiths have some history together and, and some negative history i guess in 2016 Uh, Will and Jada boycotted maybe it was the Golden Globes or the Oscars I think it was the Oscars they were upset about something and they were boycotting it and Chris Rock made a joke because he said something like you can't boycott something you're not invited to because I guess they weren't invited to that Oscars but they were boycotting it and so Chris Rock sort of made fun of them for (laughs) boycotting something they, they weren't invited to Um, so there was some bad blood already between the three of them and that had never been dealt with and it was smoldering and it was, it was there. And then this last joke that Chris made, that was the straw that broke the camel's back and boom, he, you know, Will Smith exploded because of all the history. Okay. I think, There might be some truth in that. But again, I'm guessing. I don't know. People talk about this stuff. But there is, I think, something that was driving Will Smith that we can know for sure was at least a part of it, if not the entire background reason for what happened. Because Will Smith actually wrote about some of his old pain in his most recent book, his autobiography, it's called Will. I think it came out around, what, January or something. Um, So the book is fairly new. Um, It's been a number one bestseller. And so I want to read to you a couple of short paragraphs from chapter one of his book. This is the first sentence in the book, okay? (laughs) The very first thing in the book I want to read you, and when you hear this, you don't need to be a therapist or a coach or some sort of psychology aficionado to understand like, oh, no wonder why he ran up on that stage and slapped him, okay? So listen closely to this. Will Smith writes, quote, I've always thought of myself as a coward. Most of my memories of my childhood involve me being afraid in some way, afraid of other kids, afraid of being hurt or embarrassed, afraid of being seen as weak. But mostly, I was afraid of my father. When I was nine years old, I watched my father punch my mother in the side of her head so hard that she collapsed. I saw her spit blood. That moment in the bedroom, probably more than any other moment in my life, has defined who I am today. With ev- within everything that I have done since then, the awards and the acc- accolades, the spotlights and the attention, the characters and the laughs, there has been a subtle string of apologies to my mother for my inaction that day for failing her in that moment, for failing to stand up to my father, for being a coward. What you have come to understand as Will Smith, the alien annihilating MC, the bigger-than-life movie star, is largely a construction, a carefully crafted and honed character designed to protect myself, to hide myself from the world, to hide the coward. Unquote. Oh my God. Do you see it now? Does it make sense that Will Smith had some old emotional pain that was within him that had never been dealt with and felt and released? All of that pain was still there. And the moment that Chris Rock, sort of, you could say in a sense with his joke, hit the woman he loves, Will Smith became a nine-year-old boy. And within him, something said, you will not be inactive this time. You will not fail the woman you love because when you were nine, you were a coward. Your mother, the woman you love was being attacked and you felt powerless and you were helpless and you couldn't stop it. And you've been blaming yourself and angry at yourself and punishing yourself. And now the scene is basically being recreated. I mean, we put it very lightly and say, oh my God, his button is just got pushed the scene is, is being recreated. His mother was being attacked. Now his wife is being attacked and he failed to respond the first time. And by the way, you know what nine year old boy is going to be able to stop his grown ass father. <laughs> right. But sometimes when we're young, we, we don't know how to process that. we, We don't know how to let ourselves off the hook. Um, So he was holding on to all of that, that. That was all within him. When he walked into the Oscars that night, all of that old pain, that baggage, he brought it with him. It was stored in the very cells of his body. It was there. It was lying dormant. It was like a pile of, you know, dry Wood with gasoline poured all over it. It was just waiting to be ignited, and that's what happened. Chris Rock made what most people considered to be a relatively benign type of joke. It, it, it said that Chris didn't know that she had a medical condition, which which is why her head was shaved. But regardless of whether it was a crossing-the-line joke or it wasn't that big of a deal, that's not the issue. The issue is for Will, because he originally laughed at it. You've seen the footage. He laughed until he looked in his wife's eyes and he didn't see his wife. He saw his mother. He saw the woman he loves getting beaten. And in that very moment, Will Smith disappeared, and he became a nine-year-old boy that was hell-bent on not being a coward again. Now, I'm here to tell you that that dynamic is what's behind your triggers. I don't care if it's a huge trigger. I don't care if it's a little trigger. The reason we get triggered is because there is unfinished energy from our past stored in our bodies. There are things we've experienced, hurts and pains that we have never processed, that we haven't really felt their feelings all the way through to completion. We have never made peace with it and let it go. It's still in there. It's still in us and then something in our modern day today someone says something someone does something and it pushes that button now one of the ways you know that's happening is is when your reaction to something is much bigger than what's actually called for then you know that my reaction is not about what just happened it's about something much more ancient because Will Smith's reaction was a huge overreaction. I don't care what you think about Chris Rock's joke. To get out of your seat on the Oscars and go up on the stage and smack someone is a huge overreaction. right? Will Smith could have seen his wife's face and see that it hurt her and pissed her off and looked at Chris and maybe just flipped him off. That would have been enough. Everybody would have known. Or he could have waited and gone backstage during a commercial or after it at one of the after parties and and pulled Chris aside and said, dude, man, you crossed the line right there. We got to have a talk man to man. Okay. Those would have been closer to responses that would have matched what happened. But Will Smith's response did not match what happens. And that's one of the things that we can take away when our response or reaction or our feelings When they come about and they don't match what happened, then you know it's not about what happened. It's about something much older that's getting touched. An old soft spot is being touched. An old wound is being touched. And that is the anatomy of a trigger. That you have stored things in you. Things have happened that that didn't make it through you. They stuck in there. They're buried in there. And sometimes you don't even know they're in there until someone does something similar to it and pushes that button. Follow me? Now, this is something that all the the good spiritual teachers talk about. But I don't think most people that want to live consciously and mindfully and want to create really good relationships. I don't think we talk about this enough because that old stuff in you, the past, when it's sort of alive in us, it's like dormant, but it's waiting to be triggered. And when it does, it comes out in big waves of energy and overreaction. And it, and it just, it's destructive. We don't talk about that enough because that's the stuff that sabotages our love lives. And our work lives and our family lives. But let me read you something um, that Michael Singer wrote. Um, it's, It's very, very simple and very, very powerful. You know, Michael Singer is my favorite spiritual teacher. He wrote the book, The Untethered Soul, which if you, like I've said many times, if you are at all interested in consciousness and spiritual growth and Awakened Living. It's a book that you have to read. It's the best book ever written, in my opinion, on on topics of, of spirituality and consciousness. Here's what he wrote. When you are unable to allow life's events to pass through you, they stay inside and become a problem. These patterns may be held within you for a very long time. In the yogic tradition... That unfinished energy pattern is called a samskara. A samskara is a blockage, an impression from the past. It's unfinished energy pattern. It's an unfinished energy pattern that ends up running your life. That's what Will Smith just admitted. That moment when he was nine years old has been running his life. It's formed who he is because he never let it go. It never passed through him. It stayed within him. Another, just, just to make this point, um, is a quote from Eckhart Tolle. He says, uh, and this is a combination from his books, uh, a new earth and the power of now. He says the remnants of pain left behind by every strong negative emotion that is not fully faced, accepted, and then let go of. Those negative emotions join together to form an energy field that lives in the very cells of the body. It consists of not just childhood pain, but also painful emotions that were added to it later in adolescence or during adult life. This energy field of old but still very much alive emotion that lives in almost every human being is something called the pain body. Anything can trigger it, particularly if it resonates with the painful pattern from your past. When it is ready to awaken from its dormant stage, even a thought or an innocent remark can activate it. Okay? Anything can trigger it, particularly if it resonates with a painful pattern from your past. That is Will Smith. That is you and me. This is what's happening when you get triggered, when you take something personal, when someone criticizes you, it, it, you might not even recognize it, but it might, it might remind you of your mother criticizing you when you were a little boy or girl, when someone rejects you and doesn't want to give you their phone number or doesn't want to go on a second or third date, Very the, the trigger that can happen, the reaction that can happen, how you take that so personally and it's so painful is probably touching an abandonment wound from your childhood. Something that happened when you were little and you, you never let it go, it's still in you. And so there's still a button to be pushed. Okay. This is what it means to be a normal human being that you have stored unfinished emotional pain within you. And if you don't, you won't get triggered. Somebody doesn't want to give you their phone number. You just won't take it personal. It doesn't remind you of anything. It doesn't say you're not worthy or you're not good enough or you're unattractive or you're, you're unlovable because you don't have any of that emotional pain in you. (laughs) But how many of us (laughs) respond to criticisms and, and attacks or rejections, um, or being, you know, uh, overlooked or dismissed or ignored? How many of us don't take that stuff personal? How many of us go through that and it doesn't even phase us? It's like, oh, they don't want to go on a second date. Whatever. I mean, I, it never even crosses my mind to wonder if I did something wrong or to wonder if I, if uh, if there's something wrong with me or to take it personal, right? All of us take shit personal. And all that means is you've got old stuff stored in you. That's the only way you can take it personal. It's the only way you can be triggered. There has to be something in you that's getting triggered, right? When you push a button on a vending machine, something comes out. Why? Because there's stuff in the machine. (laughs) If you push the button and nothing comes out, that's because there's nothing in there. So you can push the buttons all day long, nothing will happen. If there's nothing in me, you could push my buttons all day. You could criticize me and tell me I'm a lousy coach and I'm full of shit and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm the worst person in the world. You could say any vile, disgusting, attacking thing to me and if there's nothing in me, it'll be just like air coming out of your voice box. It'll just go right through me. It won't land on me because... There's nothing in me. You're pushing buttons, but there's no reaction because there's nothing in me. Well, I'm not that free and neither are you. So we need to talk about what to do when your buttons get pushed. Okay? What do you do when your old stuff is triggered? What do you? What can we learn from Will Smith? And I, I want to describe it with what I call the five R's um, that I might, I might title it, you know, triggered intelligence. <laughs> you know, there's emotional intelligence and there's sexual intelligence and there's intellectual IQ intelligence. There's body intelligence, right? Well, there might be a triggered intelligence. What do I do when I feel everything gets stirred up in me? right? Okay? And so there are five R words. And the first one is to recognize. It's by far the hardest one. Most of us don't recognize that we're triggered when we're triggered. We, we are so sure that the way we feel is right. Like I'm right to feel this way. Like he did make a joke that was terrible and nasty to my wife. And so I am right to want to go slap his face. So I'm not triggered. I'm, I'm, I'm right. That, that was out of line. That was this or that. So the first step, if, if, you don't want to be taken over like you're possessed, like a demon possession, like you're possessed by your pain body, you're possessed by the samskara, the old emotional pain. If you don't want to let yourself get taken over by that and, and to just lose it and then do all kinds of destructive things, the first step is you have to be able to notice, holy crap, I'm triggered right now. It's like you have to be able to notice almost like you're a fly on the wall. You have to be able to witness your own body, your own sensations, your own emotions, your own thoughts. You have to be able to have a little space between you and what just got ignited within you. But see, most of us don't recognize it. We get sucked into the energy. We get sucked into the reaction and we lose ourselves. We lose it. We, what do you lose? I, I lost me. I became the energy. It's a little bit like, remember the old movie, The Hulk? Right? The, Mar- the Is it Marvel Comics or DC Comics? I, I'm not sure which one. But there was a movie, The Incredible Hulk. Right? And when when the Hulk got angry enough and his heart rate got high enough he transformed from just being the normal guy and he became the Hulk. It it was taken over by the energy and and then he would destroy shit all around him, right? That's what's happening when we get triggered is we become the Hulk. The key is, can you recognize in your body that that transformation is beginning to happen? It's like, ooh, I can feel the anger rushing up my body the spine. I can feel the tightness in my, in my jaw. I I feel the, 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 my hands wanting to become fists, right? I I feel the sensations of the reaction. And I, 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 notice the emotion like you're sitting there, almost like you're, you could be commenting on what's happening. Like you're a sports announcer, right? Sports announcers, they sit on the sidelines And they're watching the game and they're telling you in the microphone what's happening, okay? This guy's got the ball. He passes it to this guy. This guy sets a pick and that guy shoots. He's describing to you, you're listening on the radio. He's describing what's happening, okay? The first step here is to be able to be your own sports broadcaster, your own trigger broadcaster, where your awareness is sort of sitting on the sideline watching the action. Look at that. His stomach is in knots. There's a rushing energy coming up his spine. It's hot and it's red and his face is beginning to transform and his hands are forming fists. And then, oh, he's having thoughts like, I can't let him get away with that? I can't let them say that to me. I can't let them get the best of me. I've got to respond, or I've got to run. I've got to retaliate, or I've got to withdraw. But I gotta do. I gotta do something here, right? So that's the key: is is can you simply notice that you're triggered? Can, can someone say something to you or do something and do you have the presence to before you do anything just to say to yourself just inside oh roy you're triggered right now Ooh, can i feel that oh i feel the sensations i feel the emotions i i i'm i'm watching my mind start to race and start to talk and tell me what i should do and what what this means and how i can fix it and And get back at someone or defend myself. Do I have, is there a little space between me as the awareness and what I'm aware of? Is there a little space there? Because the minute that you can say, oh my God, I'm triggered. That is the minute that you now have a choice. You can choose to say, yeah, I'm triggered and I'm going to act it out. Look out, here I come. Okay, fine. Make a mess of things. (laughs) You can, but at least you chose it. But if there is no space, if something comes up and you just get lost in it, you actually don't have a choice. Will Smith, I don't think in that moment, I don't think he actually had a choice. I think he got taken over by his pain body so deeply that Will was gone and he was a nine-year-old boy. And he's like, daddy, you're not getting away with it this time, right? So that's the first step is being present enough to just to notice what's coming up in you. And that noticing gives you the chance to say, okay, I'm going to act this out or maybe I'm going to sit here and take a breath. Maybe I'm just going to, as Michael Singer says, maybe I'm going to lean away from all the action and the commotion I see inside of me. I'm going to lean back and just give it room. I'm going to give that space, feel the sensations, the emotions, the thoughts, the mind spinning. I'm leaning away from it. I'm not putting my hands on it. I'm not going to take action. I'm going to lean away and give it the space to just release out of me. And maybe I breathe, maybe I exhale the anger out of me. Maybe I make some sound just sitting there. Will could have just said, And, and just, and just released it right there and just moved it through his body without getting involved in it and without letting the energy take over his body and make him go hit somebody. Okay. So there are techniques you can do, but the first part is can you just rec- can you just name it? Can you name it? Roy, you're triggered. Can you be sitting at a dinner table with a new person you're dating and you really like them? You know, and, and you notice somebody walks past your table and you notice your guy or your girl sort of check them out. And in that moment, all your insecurities about your own body maybe you've been cheated on in the past maybe you're you don't feel all that secure about your looks and in that moment you can you're going to feel your reaction to your to your partner to the person you're dating checking somebody else out you're going to feel your reaction now if you get taken over by that perhaps you throw your drink in his face if you're aggressive perhaps you just get up and you walk out and say we're we're done right both of those might be really bad choices. Maybe right then and there, you can sit there and you can just say, whoa, man, am I triggered? who <laughs> <laughs> do I feel that going on inside of me? And maybe you can just, it. maybe it brings up old pain, like I said, of being cheated on or something. And you, you can be present with it and not be taken over by it and then handle it very differently. And perhaps because it probably doesn't mean anything. If I doesn't mean that that person sitting across from you wants to go be with that person and dump you, it just means they noticed them. In fact, they've probably looked at all kinds of people in the room and none of them have bothered you. Why did that one bother you? Because that one represented something that you have some issue with your own body, your own attractiveness, your past pain, and so forth. But the person you're sitting across from has looked at the waiter, has looked at other people sitting around you, and that didn't bother you, right? So why is that bothering you? It's got nothing to do with your your partner, with your date, nothing. It's pushing a button of something old in you that you haven't dealt with. So that's the opportunity now, is then to be with the old stuff that comes up, the triggered energy that comes up. And if you lean away from it, And don't get involved in it. Give it space to sort of like smoke just rise up and out of you. Then you're releasing that old stuff. And less of it is there. The more you do that, the more you don't get involved in the energy of the trigger. And you lean away and you just let it pass. Let it pass right through you. Give it space. Give it love. Welcome it. Here you are but I'm not getting involved with you. I'm not going to take action on your behalf. You just let it go. Then that old pain, there's less of it next time. You're purifying yourself every time you don't get involved with your trigger. When you just notice it's there, you lean away, you let it go. Every time you do that, there's less less of it in the body. And you keep doing that and perhaps at some point, there's nothing left to be triggered. People say things, they do things, and it's just them. It's not about me. It's not personal. And I've let I've let go of all that old emotional pain. So that's step number one. You've got to relax. I mean, you, you've got to recognize step number two is relax. And I've kind of already done this by leaning away and not getting involved. You're just relaxing. Just relax, relax, like. Relax your shoulders, relax your belly, like whatever sensations you feel getting tight and constricted in the body. Whatever's happening in the body, you relax that part of the body. If you find you're not breathing when you're triggered, then breathe. If you find that your hands are making fists, relax the fist. If you find your jaw is tight, maybe you wiggle your jaw and you relax your face. So the first step is to recognize and just simply, man, I'm triggered. Then the second step is you, you, you relax, you lean away, right? You just loosen the parts of the body that you notice are tightening up in, in that fight or flight response. Because whenever you're in the fight or flight response, there's a contraction. There's an adrenaline. There's a physical symptom of that. And so you feel that and you can relax that part of your body as best you can. Okay, So you relax. The third step is you release. This almost happens in concert with relaxing. As you lean away, you're just letting it pass by you. It's like you're You're going to walk across a street and then you see traffic and you stay on the curb and you let it go by, (laughs) just go on by. I'm not going to walk out into traffic and get involved because I'm going to get hurt and everyone's going to get hurt and it's going to be a disaster. So I'm walking up to the curb and I'm stepping back. I'm leaning away from the traffic and I'm letting it go by. So when this stuff gets stirred in you, it's coming up. The first is you're recognizing it. You're commenting on it to yourself. You're like a sportscaster. You're, wow, look at this happen. Look at that happen. Then you're relaxing. You're just leaning away. You're relaxing the body. And then you're releasing. You're letting it pass by. So you're leaning away. You're giving it space. And you're letting it just move through you. If you've got to make a little sound, you can do it. If you've got to wiggle your body some to kind of, you know, loosen it up inside of you so that it can pass, whatever you need to do, but you're not taking action. You're not. There will come a time after you recognize, relax, and release that there might be a right action that will arise in you. But that action, whatever you might take, whatever Will Smith might have done, After he would have recognized his trigger when he saw his wife's face, he would have relaxed. He would have released all that old pain, the memories of the, he probably had flash of memories coming through of his dad punching his mother, right? If if he would have recognized, relaxed, and released and done that because then it passes through you, and now you're not in a triggered state anymore, right? When you do the first three steps, you are not triggered anymore. Now it's like all the commotion has settled down and you can see clearly, is there an action to be taken here? And that probably would have been, I'm going to pull Chris Rock aside when we're all done privately and I'm going to talk to him about what that was like for me and Jada, right? Because now you're in a sane place, right? You're not in your road rage. You're not taken over and possessed by what happened. You've recognized it. You've stayed away from it. You've relaxed. You've released. It's passed through you. And now you're back in that calm, grounded place. And from there, perhaps an action will be appropriate. But it won't be what you wanted to do when you were trapped in the trigger energy it will be a much more appropriate and beneficial action. Perhaps there's no action to take. Perhaps Will Smith would have just said, well, you know, it's, that hurt my wife. You know, um, you know, we're in the front row at the Oscars. This is what comedians do. Maybe, maybe Chris didn't even know that she's got a medical condition, right? And, and maybe there was no action to be taken. But when he feels all of that and lets it go, he certainly isn't going to get out of his chair and go slap him. So those are the first three steps. You've got to recognize it. That's the hardest one. Then you relax and you release. And then there's another one called report. This is only when you're triggered in relationship with people that are important to you, people that you want to be close to, people that you want to have a good relationship with. When you're triggered by something they said or something they did or something like that or whatever it might be if you want to be close to that person you need to report to them what just happened inside of you you need to say you know when you when you mentioned that when you said that you know i noticed myself being triggered i noticed that i had these Sensations in my body that I felt this emotion. I noticed my mind started telling me these stories, and I wanted to react this way. It's like I I I felt triggered there for a second, and I I really wanted to lash out at you. I really wanted to defend myself. I really wanted to become snarky or judgmental or somehow deflect the from the pain that I was feeling. And so you're reporting to them. This is what happened in me. Right, that's how you're close to someone. You you reveal yourself to them. They know what your experience is. Now you're not revealing and saying it's your fault that I feel this way, because it really wasn't Chris Rock's fault that Will responded that way. There is no fault. It's Will Smith had never let go of the pain of the nine-year-old boy that felt like a weak coward. That's where the fault is. And it's not even a fault, but it's Will Smith. I mean, Chris Rock did not trigger Will Smith. He, he, he did not. Jada's face didn't even trigger Will Smith. Will could not say, man, you triggered me, as if to blame her for it. He can't blame Chris Rock for it. Really can't even blame himself. He didn't know that he's been holding on to all this stuff, right? And when we're triggered, it's never appropriate to say, you triggered me. No, they didn't. You have unfinished energy in you that's there. And whatever they said, right, wrong, good or bad, you have the choice as to how you respond to it. So it wouldn't be right to say, you know, if you act on your trigger and then you you rip somebody a new one or you know, you, you do something destrike, destructive, it it's never appropriate for you to, to play the victim as if somebody made you do that. Nobody made Will Smith do what he did. And nobody makes you get defensive or reactive. Nobody's making you take it personal. Nobody's making you be argumentative Nobody's making you run away. Nobody's making you fight. It's that old energy within you that you don't know how to deal with that is making that reaction. So that's perhaps a very challenging thing to hear. And then the last R is repeat. (laughs) Repeat as necessary (laughs) because you're going to get triggered all the time. So you recognize when you're triggered You relax, lean away, don't touch it. Release it by just giving it space to sort of evaporate up and out of you. Just give it some some time to breathe and move and it'll release. And then you report if there are people involved in what happened so that everybody can learn something so that you can make yourself known to another person that you care about that this happened in me not from a place of blame but from a place of simply revealing and then you repeat as necessary so I think that's what we can learn from Will Smith is that we are will Smith and we have the ability to use these five R's if we want to and if you need help with this this is this is a relationship killer Right? I mean, how many of us have poisoned relationships because we couldn't deal with some pain or some hurt or, or some aspect of what somebody does in relationship or something they say or something they don't do? We, we know that these triggers poison our relationships. And so if you need help mastering these five R's, working with that old pain that is stored within you and you want to learn how to let it go, like like Eckhart talked about right he said that this stuff that the this negative emotion if it's not fully faced accepted and let go of will ruin your life it will run your life those are three steps how to face something how to face pain how to accept it what does that mean and then how to let go of it So if you need help with this stuff, that's what I do as a coach. Because when you know how to handle your triggers, you are in great relationship shape. You are ready for something real. But if you don't know how to handle when you're triggered, when your old stuff comes up, and when you get reactive and defensive or argumentative or you you take things personal and then you lash out or you disappear or whatever it is, When you don't know how to do that stuff, you're not in very good relationship shape. You're not ready for something real. You're going to end up in another short-term disappointing relationship. So of all the skills you need to relate in a conscious, healthy way, what to do when you're triggered is at the top of the list. And I'm here to help. You can find me at Roy at coachingwithroy.com. Send me an email You can call my cell, 407-687-3387. Until next time, bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.